0: Welcome to the
1: Cause of Brew Show! Yeah.
0: yeah
1: What is up brother
0: Cause?
1: How the hell you doing?
0: I'm doing good, man. It's that time of the year that my my blood starts percolating and the the, the flowers are blooming because it's a playoff time.
1: Well, I'm glad your flowers are blooming. All of ours are dead because of the sprinkler system that does not work, which is completely irrelevant. Welcome to the Cause of Brew Show. It has been a while, sir. We have gone a little bit without show, and that's my fault. I got to take the, the credit for that one.
0: Uh, well,
1: I mean, we, a couple we, surgeries we, we, and, you know, I wasn't exactly knocking down your door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I missed it. I missed you, man. I missed I you.
0: Did, I, know. It's a, I, I don't want to get too emotional, but it is good to be back.
1: I'm pretty damn emotional about the playoffs though. It's been pretty sick. I got to say yeah, having yeah. so many teams to talk about, we're going to try to blaze through a couple real quick. And in fact, we are recording this on Sunday morning and the, um, the whiz and Sixers game has already tipped off. Um, we got a couple one one eights today and we wanted to wedge in a show here to do a lot of, uh, playoff preview predictions, extravaganza, you know, the normal. And, uh, but but we do have the two one eights. We'll blaze through those, and we're going to try to talk about these six series and um, the the other two important games from today. And then we'll get through to all of yesterday's action. And by by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll probably either be Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning. You'll be all caught up. It'll be like we we never even missed any time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. How, how have you been? Before we jump in, how have you been for the last couple uh, months?
0: Yeah. Doing good, can't can't complain, you know, I've uh, been trying to, I've been kind of...
1: What are you doing in this new sort of like, we're almost sort of out of it, pandemic world?
0: Ah, uh, you know, just, just, you know, just dadding and husbanding and working and, uh, you know, I'm uh, doing a little uh, coaching, coaching a little track and, uh, you know, really uh, got my... Uh, I, I kind of did a lot of um, load management as far as basketball. I'm not gonna lie, I, I I took it a little easy. I haven't I've watched probably less basketball this year. You sound year. so sad, Con. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's true. I, I it's like a relationship, you know. I I miss I miss basketball. So I definitely over the last you know month, probably month and a half of really cranked it back up to a level of basketball watching i mean
1: it's really i mean i'm feeling it too i gotta say when the the season ended i was thrilled um i mean we've been going (laughs) at it since i mean when covid hit there was the time off everybody was you know trying to figure out what to do next nobody really got that time off i mean yeah we i mean i know i kind of caught up on some movies and, and, you know, kind of got into like the off season regimen where you just kind of focus on relaxing. Right. Uh, but really if you were in the industry um, or, or even, I mean, you know, you're dealing with whatever the, the world challenges were were that, that came to you during the beginning of COVID there wasn't really a break during that time. And then we got this condensed slam together season or or, um, bubble and playoffs. And then it was just like right back into the draft and free agency. And the season starts tomorrow and every day is a back-to-back game. It felt like, you know, for all these teams and literally um, especially in the second half of the season, teams were playing every other day as the norm. And if they got a two day break, they only kind of, I think they maybe got like two of those post all-star game, two day breaks. And then everything else was either one day or a ton of back-to-back games. Mm -hmm. And it was just NBA action, you know, every day, you know, kind of coming at you. And uh, I, I have, I, I don't blame anybody for taking <laughs> off, you know, any amount of time um, just to kind of reset and get your mind right with uh, that much stuff going on. And I think NBA players felt the same way. We saw so much burnout this season. Um, yeah,
0: they, they looked like it. They, they there was some, I mean, Toronto's the stretch
1: obvious stretch. one, but like, I mean, those yeah. guys were like openly talking about like we hate this we yeah our home fans show up to boo a, you know literally to boo them um ha, probably for political reasons you know i can only imagine those guys playing a home game in tampa you know just getting heckled and and they they said they, they outright hated it uh the uh-huh. the raptors did um but yeah no i mean it's it's uh now though as we you know, have, like, you know, I think people have been ramping up the last couple months. These teams, I can't recall, I think on my own personal, you know, and, and Lakers talk aside, because they kind of deserve their own category, there's like six or seven teams that I could get behind somebody saying, yeah, I think they're going to win it all.
0: Uh, yeah, there is. I don't think that there is a, um, despite what I think the national media has already crowned, um, the nets is coming out of the east and um a healthy laker team but i i think it's it's we're setting up for a real exciting um playoff i don't see a lot of um i don't see a lot of easy series i mean i think maybe the one that's going right this second i think philly and washington could be pretty ugly but other than that, I think that there's going to be some some definite uh, bumps in the road for a lot of teams, and um, we'll get into that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you just sort of did that, so let's get into that you know, quickly, Washington and, and Philly. So we're going to try to rattle through a whole bunch of these so we can get you guys in and out of here in a reasonable amount of time for your busy days. Um, the The Wizards really expended a lot of energy to get to this point, and that's why I had... Philly minus seven and a half for the uh, bet on today's game. Um, they've got a, a, a serious hole at the three, four, you know, um, small forward and, and power forward. Actually, they've done pretty good with um, Rui Hachimura, but they, they really just that three, four style player. They don't have even a solution um, to, to toss out there against somebody And the, the, the Sixers have Tobias Harris amongst everybody else. Um, so, I don't really have anything to say when it comes to these guys, other than I could go off on Scott Brooks coaching or I could do this or I could do that, but there's really nothing that's going to change the fact that they're going to get run in this series. Um, <laughs> is there anything you're watching these games for other than maybe Bradley Beal?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, not really even Bradley because that, that hammy, I mean, he played well the last game, but you know, the hammy is just not going to allow him to, um, to really be anywhere close. He's just such a good scorer and such a good player that he's he's getting by on guile and toughness and um, just you know being a pro scorer. But um, there's nothing there. I'm I'm interested. The only i interested to see if the, the if Philly thumps them. That's going to be a good sign for me for them. Like this should be 4-0 and this should be 4-0 with a couple of big blowouts. So that that's going to be, to me, a signal that Philly's serious and ready to really make a run at this thing. This this can't be close. They can't get a game, and they really should have a couple of games where Embiid and Simmons are sitting on the bench in the fourth quarters with no intention of going back in the
1: game. Well, it's 26-22 Wizards as the uh, first quarter comes to an end here um the the 76ers did jump out to a quick lead and it's not very unsurprising actually for the away team and an eight seed to have a good first quarter
0: Uh, and and they've had this is their this is their third playoff game (laughs) you know they're they're they've been you know they're 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 ready to go the wizards you know so it doesn't surprise me that the first quarter is like this that's not a shock but
1: well we'll I, see the, I, I, the 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 money is made in quarters 2 and 3 for them to thump them, which is what right. we we want um having taken that 76 sixer side um Bradley Beal I mean I heck we could have a Bradley Beal episode I feel like he is going to be the missing piece for some team because he can just fit in so many different ways and still be like a, a you know a high end elite player um
0: it. I already know where, where I want them to go where I think it would really uh but um will say it. Oh, well I think just I think watching um watching Denver ah uh, I, I said this a couple years ago when you know Westbrook was kind of out there I I really feel like you don't need a point guard with Jokic. No. Like you know I think you can just run your offense through that high post and you can do all sorts of splits. And I would just have just scores. <laughs> just,
1: Did just you give just me that to Jamal and Bradley Beal?
0: Yeah. Playing I off mean, of that,
1: it, it would almost be like a Golden State style split offense. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you wanted to stick them down where, you know, uh, Bogut used to operate.
0: Right. And so I, I just think like that's the kind of bold. If you're Denver and you're like, what am I going to, how do I make this next step? To me, that's a that's an easy like. You want my next, you know, how well, many number one
1: Kind of an easy I mean, thing for Beal too. I mean, you you want to win, right? Like,
0: yeah, I mean, like that, that would to me that would be, you know, win win on both ends. And if you're if you're that's the kind of bold move that if you're an organization that you know you gotta you gotta try and make these things happen. So that's my take. But Beal's got to get out of Washington though. Just has to.
1: The good news no, is is is, is uh, for for my bet is Scott Brooks is um, pulling Daniel Gafford because he has two fouls and he will probably play Daniel Gafford who's been really good. You know, if you haven't been following Wizards basketball, when they traded and got him at center, um, you know he's just an athletic guy. So he's and he's got some skill on the offensive end. So he's been really good for them and he corresponded with their playoff push. Um, but he's only going to play like. 15 to 20 minutes and he's out because he's got two fouls so uh i had to take a dig at scott brooks i had to do it i had to do it um well bradley beal talk aside um let's spin into grizzlies jazz because um grizzlies are one of the funnest teams to me in the league they just get so many weird pieces they did the play everybody thing all year and so like all these rookies played and you saw Tillman hit big shots against the Warriors I mean he's their 10th guy
0: he's a cold blooded dude right there he's good actually (laughs) I
1: shouldn't say he's a 10th guy he'd probably be like a sixth or a fifth guy on some teams Um, yeah
0: I mean but to, to come in in that situation is like and just be completely unfazed I mean that's a, that's the kind of dude that you <laughs> you want on your roster. Well, that's kind of that's that their is...
1: whole team in a way. Like, I mean, Valanchunas, right? Like, that's he's just out there yeah. punking people. Morant, yeah. he's out there punking people. Dylan Brooks, defense, man.
0: Oof. Oof. Talk yeah, about
1: keep... a, a step forward, man.
0: It, it, you know he's got like he he's got to watch it i mean he, he had the most fouls i think this year and he fouls out a lot but i mean he is a dog yeah
1: <laughs> and especially in a playoff setting where you can get away with all the clutching and grabbing like
0: yeah and that's and that's really that's really i was watching who was the kid uh, last night that was on um that was on Lillard from uh, the the italian kid
1: oh oh, compazzo from denver yeah
0: so that guy is he's got he's got all the old man foul tricks right (laughs) Of he like you know when lillard goes around the screen and he kind of like gives him a push so if lillard gets gets up in the air a little bit he pushes him As he's catching, but he lands another foot or two away from where he wants to. He's got all these little grabs that he does. So, like, Brooks is a much better defender, but this Compazzo kid is much better at the tricks. If Brooks can really master those tricks, he's going to be an all-defensive player really, really soon. And
1: and that's just wild to say because, like, did we ever say, Dylan Brooks, man, what a defender. Like, that didn't ever come up in the discourse Right. And and who knows? Maybe we didn't watch enough, um, but that there's something that happened there and and it happened in the off season or it happened just as a kind of ongoing development.
0: And and I think, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. Something about those, you know, you know, he was a a junior or senior coming out and I, you know, something about the guys that don't have to survive athletically, like their bodies are ready. They're able to like kind of find niches quicker than when you're like a 19 year old stick skinny guy, and you're just like you're just really having trouble surviving with these just massive, crazy freaky athletes. You know, he he came into the league with a grown man body and was kind of able to figure things out quicker. You know,
1: yeah, that's probably that's that's probably why it's also hidden um, because you you probably felt like he was at his top end gear. And and then he, he like you said he was able to focus in on those, I guess we'll call them old man game, you know um, yeah. <laughs> the, the little tricks. But he it's like you're watching him even like against Steph Curry and you're like thinking okay this is one of the the, uh, the best off ball players of all time if not the best off ball player of all time, you know. Right. And he's out there taking all the right angles, yeah, cutting off passes. I mean, and that's the key when you're when you're playing against somebody like that is you got to cut off all the angles you can and get cut off all the catches you can. And that's a high level defensive attitude. Um, so it's, it's, they come up against a jazz team who I think like, I got asked who I thought would win it all. And I kind of just was like, all right, well, if the Lakers advance past the suns, we're going to talk about here next, if they advance past the suns, and then I'm probably thinking in terms of like the Lakers are, are the favorite, um, just knowing they passed that test, they're probably away from their injuries. And and then I, I'm not as excited about the Utah jazz at that point.
0: Oh, no. I, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not all that excited about them in this first round. Quite honestly, I, I think that it's going to be interesting. This is going to be a tough series for them. Like I don't, I, I was, you know, I was watching as a Laker fan, watching that warrior game. I didn't want any piece of Memphis. If, if the Lakers had lost to um, to the Grizz, I think that they bring a certain physicality and toughness. That it's just like this isn't a normal eight seed. You know, they're going to they're they're really tough. And I, I don't like this is some you're nine not gonna, seed
1: really. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, it's yeah,
1: crazy. Like, and you're right. I completely agree with what you said. Go on.
0: And I just don't know that the Jazz are ready to deal with this kind of, you know, toughness, like, they've Donovan been in tough.
1: just returning, no games under his belt, go on.
0: Right, and they, and they, they're, they've been in tough series, but I don't think they've had to play a team with tough dudes, like, these are like, every position are tough dudes, and, it's a, it's a, it's a wearing, it wears on you, you know, you, you, and they, they don't, they don't let up, if they're, you know, if it's, you know, two minutes left, and they're down ten. They're still coming. It's it's a, it's a mentally draining type of series, and so I I think it's gonna go like six games, and I think they're all gonna be close. You know, it it, it wouldn't I wouldn't blow my mind if if um the Grizzlies win it.
1: The Jazz are an interesting team because like I. With Rudy Gobert, I kind of faded him a little bit on overall value because he got so top heavy for a couple of years and then he was dealing with knee injuries and it all happened at the same time. And you're just watching sort of the natural decline of a big man. And then the, the jazz gave him all that money and he showed up this season like an in incredible shape. It looked like he lost uh, muscle, which I was good with. And then... Um, the Mike Conley edition, combined with Donovan Mitchell taking that step forward in the bubble and just sort of being Donovan Mitchell with Mike Conley sticking, um, you know, sticking around in in the Mike Conley capacity that that they hoped when they got him, um, they've got enough ball handling and penetration you know, to not have to rely on Joe Ingles so much and to not have to rely on Boyan Bogdanovich so much for that kind of stuff. Because, like, those two, that's, they can do this, but it just sort of takes away from the overall edge. And what you saw this year is they just hit a ton of three-pointers. And with Gobert anchoring a defense, you got guys like Royce O'Neal. Ingles can play defense. You know, um, Bogdanovich is not that good. But, you know, like, the guys can D up a bit, you know, around yeah. go So they had all these blowout wins all year long. I mean, it didn't matter the team. It didn't matter the yeah. point spread. They just kept blowing it out every single day. And I think they've got a really good combination there. You know, like that, 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 that's a potent ass team, but yeah, the Grizzlies like go down position by position. Hell DeAnthony Melton, if they ever decided to play that guy a lot He's one of the best players in the league in terms of what uh, net rating, which is based for those that don't do the advanced stats out there. It's basically they normalize for for pace and then give you a score on offense and defense just based on what you do over 100 possessions. So it's it's sort of like points per game and defensive points per game. It's leveled out for the fast and the slow teams. And he's been one of the best players in the league this year. And he's like their uh, 10th guy. You know, and they're rookies. Desmond Bain plays big minutes. Uh Tillman we already talked about. And then you got like Grayson Allen sitting yeah. out there. Ooh.
0: He's good. Oh yeah. And he, he he's he's a cold dude. I yeah, mean, he had a it. couple
1: cold ass threes in that that, that, threes. that elimination game. He's kinda tough. out of nowhere. He was injured the last couple weeks. Right. And he just showed he's, up and did it.
0: He's tough. He's a pest. I mean, they, like you go down the line. He had a they block a, in that
1: game that was key.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they got a bunch of dudes that like, you know, if you're playing against, like, if Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell goes, gets out there on the court, he knows he's better than everybody. But they've got the kind of guys that are just like, Ugh, this guy's the dude that's gonna, this guy's gonna be dogging me all game. You know, they got the kind of dudes that like, you, you walk like five feet behind the line and like Grayson Allen's just gonna like put an elbow in your chest for no reason. You know, like you're not like the balls on the other side of the court, you're like you're almost on you're almost at the scoring table and like Dylan Brooks and they're just like tapping you on the chest for no reason whatsoever. It's it's
1: funny, we're like we're gonna talk about the one eight matchup very little, but it's so damn interesting. Like guys that can cover Donovan Mitchell, like you could probably throw John Morant on him for a little bit. I'm not big on that.
0: But like But you need you, you, much you
1: could to and make donovan mitchell freak out a little bit that there's somebody who can get to spaces faster than him d right. melton could cover him i'll just say that right. um grace and allen might get the assignment and oh i think
0: you'll cover a lot yeah
1: and and they've even got history i believe playing with each other i'm pretty sure that timing works out mm-hmm. um so he, there's some familiarity there and then um Behind that, you got Desmond Bain will probably get some time on him, and then you got Dylan Brooks, who we just talked about. It's yeah, That's this, just a lot of different looks you can give him.
0: Yeah, to, to me, the key is going to be how free and crisp they're moving. Like if, they, if they get into like how it was last year, and especially since uh, Mitchell's going to be working himself back in, if they get into these, like, Set after set of one four sets where it's just going to be Dylan Brooks. I mean, uh, Mitchell at the top of the key going in. There's going to be a, a really tough series for them. They they've got to trust each other and really move the ball and create some advantages. You know, um, with guys closing out hard and you know Bogey and O'Neal. You know, putting it on the deck and getting because if, if they if they're gonna if they think that they're just gonna like do this, and Mitchell's gonna score forty. Every game and and take us home. They they're wrong. That's, this is not the team to do that against.
1: It's funny because <laughs> I was just laughing as was like visualizing what you visualizing what you were saying and laughing because like the Utah media and the Utah kind of fan base has been so up in arms about how good they are and uh, how disrespected they are and that Rudy Gobert is the greatest thing since sliced bread and screen assists. <laughs> they talk about screen yeah. assists. Incessantly, and and I was thinking like, yeah, they got to use Rudy in the screen game, and he's got to be good. But on the other side is Jonas Valanciunas, and I swear to you, he looked like the best player on the floor, like the last couple, like this last week. Um, not in the Warriors game because he didn't play as much, but like, I mean, he's gonna go toe to toe with Gobert. Like, oh yeah, he's not gonna get beat laterally. He's gonna have the strength advantage. He's going to have the skill advantage. You know, he's not going to defensively do what Gobert does. But But in terms of just defending Gobert, you know.
0: He's he's going to limit Gobert actually on defense. Because when you have a guy that's that much stronger than you and who's that physical, it's kind of like body shots in boxing. It's going to wear on Rudy Gobert's legs. He's got to stay
1: tethered, too. That's the other thing.
0: Because he can't
1: recover and box out. Right. It, it, and that's the body blows you're talking about.
0: Yeah. And it's just like in the fourth quarter, balls that Gobert might get to or might, you know, take a couple of steps to change the shot on. When you're when your legs are heavy and you've been, you know, getting beat up physically for three quarters, you maybe don't take that extra step. You maybe say, oh, OK, well, let's just see what he could do on this floater. I'm, I'm telling you, this. I, I'm very interested. This is going to well, be. I'm gonna walk
1: here's a disc, the here's <laughs> a quick disclaimer because we're giving Memphis a lot of love here, and deservedly right. so. Um, they're going to fly into altitude and play on a day rest after yeah, well, playing a lot of high leverage games to get to where yeah. they're at. So the game one might not be their best shot.
0: Might not be their best shot. <laughs> but
1: it could easily be that they. You know, either give them a fight. I'm actually taking the Jazz in this one because of those reasons. Um, sure. It's a very gambler thing to do, um, but like I'm a little worried about my play. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little game, worried. I'm a little worried. I made a big play on it. Um,
0: I think game one's it, that that's a that's a good for game one. The, th- the thing is, you know, even if even if Utah were to blow them out, it, game two are,
1: is the issue
0: they're going to be right back in their chest again, you know? So let, let's, let's move on. To, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah.
1: And, and, and I'll throw one last thing out there. That's just not for discussion is they've actually looked a little bit worse with Jaron Jackson on the floor and they're forcing him into minutes. And that's a weird thing. Cause he's just getting back now.
0: Yeah, the last I think couple that, weeks you've got to Cause I, I think, yeah, he's so long though. And I think that they got to be careful with it, but I understand because that kind of length you just always like from a defensive perspective, uh, oh, to yeah. Have. Yeah. I mean, he's just got arms for days and he digs one step in his other side of the court. And, he, but, uh, it, they can't
1: force it, it. it. It's funny. He's like, they he's their liability. <laughs> he's so good. You know, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like uh, he takes some bad shots, whatever, but you know, he's trying to keep, get back into the flow. Um, it, that's their liability that guy uh all right well um lakers sons we got to get into the tasty meatball here um uh, tasty
0: meatball.
1: lebron and ad if i thought they were at full strength i i i would maybe not be taking the suns in this series
0: are, are you are you taking the suns i'm taking the know? suns
1: yeah i'm not wow. comfortable about it I'm, i like wow. the odds on the suns You know, though, they've come down like when I got them at plus 240 for the the, to win the series. You know, you're doubling your money and then some on on that kind of a bet. Um, Now it's down to something like minus one fifth or probably plus one fifty that ballpark, which is more of a closer evaluation. Um, Lakers still the favorite, but um, people are worried about the Suns. And. I like some of the matchups. I mean, the fact they got Jay Crowder is hilarious to me. It's like there's a short list of guys in the league that you kind of like against LeBron in a playoff setting. And I don't think Jay is slowing down LeBron, but he's been used in that kind of a role in the past. And yes. that to get him sort of on this idea that maybe you might be good in Phoenix and then you're good. <laughs> you know, you never know with Phoenix that they're going to be good, even though they had the, the bubble that was eight. and No. And, uh, you know you add chris paul and it's like yeah this 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 is probably gonna be a team that's good now nobody i shouldn't say nobody but they they went and became pretty much top you know record in the league good and now um you know they got jay crowder uh pro uh, sons arguments here we go uh deandre ayton i think can get in the way a little bit of um, Anthony Davis, just because of his body type, um, not 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 really saying he's a great defender or anything like that. Um, beyond that, there there there's a backcourt issue for the Lakers going up against the Suns, and I mean, if you're looking for somebody to topple the, the Lakers, a Chris Paul, Devin Booker da- backcourt. When your backcourt is dealing with injuries to guys like Alex Caruso, um, am I selling you at all? Cause
0: no, I I don't. Um, I actually don't think this is uh, going to be much of a series. Quite honestly, <laughs> yes, I love
1: it that that disagreement I, I, we never have.
0: Yeah, I don't see their um uh, they've had a great year. I shouldn't say much. I shouldn't say that. I don't think that this is all this is all Anthony Davis dependent. Okay? Like we saw in the Warrior game, like this that Warrior game kind of reminded me of like how he played in that one heat game where they lost last year. Well, he just kind of floats around, and he just was kind of just out there, and he was looking for foul because he's he's out of shape, you know, and he's coming off injury, so he's he's looking for bailout, you know, and so he kind of if he doesn't get a call, then he kind of walks down the court, then he's floating around the three point line, and then next thing you know, it's like halftime, and he's got like four points and three rebounds. Then in the second half of the Warrior game, he just started kind of running hard. It was really all he did. He just started rim running.
1: What you're saying is not surprising at all. Like, I've seen so much of what you're describing out of him.
0: Yeah. He just starts to rim run. He gets a couple of easy dunks. He gets an offensive put in. Then his first jumper falls. And now all of a sudden he's back to A.B. He can't keep having these. I mean, he's been in the league now for, what, eight years? My question
1: for you then.
0: Like, there were some
1: damn important games over the last couple weeks for them. To, to yes. get out of the play-in. Right. And, I mean, you can't just sit there and be like, we're the Lakers. We're going to turn it on. You know, screw the Warriors. You know, like, yeah. the, like we got this. Yeah. There was, like, I remember he got injured in, um, I forget the opponent. Um, I'll, I'll remember at some point. But he got injured, came back. Then he, he kept dealing with the injury. And in one yeah. of these games, he's, it's like, So he's hurt. Right. And we're like, okay. I think everybody watching goes, okay. he's playing through injury. Let's cut this guy some slack. But like the way he handled the being injured and playing through it, like he would walk up the floor and then his team would be down to 13 on the shot clock and be completely disorganized as a result of him walking up the floor. And then the ball would sort of gravitate towards him. And then he springs into action like he's now not on. He's unhurt. You know, which is what players do. They're hurt and the ball comes to them and then they're not hurt anymore. You know, yeah. um, some of that is just playing through it. Um, mm. But you're, you're sitting there going like, man, I don't know that you could have been any slower coming yeah. up the floor. Like, yeah, you could have probably like asked two teammates to carry you and you would have been faster uh, up the floor yeah. and you put your team at a disadvantage. It looked like you were mad about it even. Like, like, and LeBron's not on the floor for this particular game I'm talking about. It's almost like, was he like pissed that he had to go play and LeBron had to rest or the guy that LeBron got to rest or like,
0: yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things. He doesn't value possessions, particularly in the playoffs, right? Like he doesn't value that how much, like you always say when you're coaching, you always say like, you run hard for your teammates. You run hard, you're a six eleven freak, and you run hard because three, four guys are gonna go with you when you're out running your center, right? Everyone's gonna shrink down, it's gonna open up easy threes. You know, you're running hard and he just doesn't value that work on a regular basis. So if he comes out and decides he's going to. I just don't see that they can do anything. Um I don't I don't know what they have that can I mean Aiton's just too he's too lead-footed to really especially if they decide to go with him at the five which they do a lot especially if they're well, having some scoring problem.
1: Well, that's the um, other thing. That you, you finish your thought, but that front court. Yeah,
0: yeah so I don't see that they have an issue. And I think that this is a um, series that kind of screams for, you know, they're going to This kind of screams for Mark Gasol. Cause I think that mm-hmm. Eaton's the kind of guy that I just can see Mark
1: picking him apart.
0: Them a lot stupid fouls and stuff. So it's just, I, I think that the front court is going to trump what they, any advantage that they have in the back. I don't think it's a really big advantage. I think that, obviously, Chris Paul and, and Gordon are the, the two best players. But, I mean, to me, like, if you're talking about, you know, Caldwell Pope and, and Matthews, they can make them take a lot of tough shots. Those are two really good defenders. Caruso is coming off injury. Caruso Caruso's a good defender. He really did a really good job on Steph the other night. Um, even this is actually something where I think Ben McLemore could actually be useful, you know, um, <laughs> for them to come in for some from just some minutes. Very athletic kid, you know, to kind of give Chris Paul a different look. I think that I think that the the, the shooting percentage of those two is going to really tell the tale um, of how long the series goes.
1: This is it's funny. It's all about those two guys. Um, Booker's been. Not good. I'll say it like (laughs) like I get it right like the ball's out of your hands and you know the tempo is kind of thrown off as a result of that Chris Paul's getting good looks for everybody but he's not like Devin Booker focused you know out there on the floor And, and and so I get it right like and and you see Booker pressing and he's just out of rhythm in in general but you say that and this team almost had the best record in the NBA So it's kind of hard to really ride him for that. But you're thinking in the high leverage games and these big games, what is he going to look like? And those two have to dominate their matchups for this to, to really have a chance. My thinking is that, you know, back to LeBron back to AD, but, but, and I almost don't even want to go to the the rest of the front court just yet. Those two guys have to be fresh and they have to they have to like everything you said about ad he has to deal with he has to be good at everything you talked about and basically be last year's version of ad in the playoffs and then lebron has to be lebron and and i you know it's just little things maybe i'm maybe i'm getting this wrong maybe i'm i'm reading too much into it but like that flop from lebron the other day i asked this of of a couple guys on a different pod it was like Does this, I mean, is this like a guy that maybe feels like he can't will, he isn't the best player in the world, that he can't just flip a switch? Is there a concern on his part? Because, like, the flop was, like, it was so egregious.
0: What are you talking about, the Draymond Green, the the thing with the eye or whatever? No, no.
1: When he stepped up and took the charge but jumped into it and then, Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then, like,
1: it was like he jumped up in the air to get the charge and then as he was creating that contact he flipped his head back like he got shot right, and right. and I, and then he went to the ground and they did the whole like I, soccer routine
0: i don't I, I mean i think he's been doing that for a long time <laughs> i don't know that i mean i think that I, he's clearly not as good as he was last year i mean that's for sure i mean with the injuries and in this i mean he's older I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I don't think that – and we have to remember he had that huge chunk of time off when he came back looking super fresh and how great he was down the stretch of the bubble and into the playoffs. Like, that—that that is – this LeBron is nowhere near, in my opinion, that LeBron. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, the question is, is he going to adjust? Is he going to post up more? What are the Suns going to do? It's one thing for him to know he's not as good, but it's it's can he can he make the Suns think he's not that he's the same, you know? And if, if he can do that in the first game, <laughs> then it, it doesn't matter that he's slower. It doesn't matter that you know he's struggling, because if the Suns think he's the same old LeBron, they're going to treat him as such, and so th- and that's going to play into his advantage because he's such a good passer. So I, I just. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I haven't seen enough sons. you know, I just don't know that they're quite ready. You know, I just don't think that they're quite ready to deal with adversity. I mean, that one kid, like who's the kid the Lakers got, the the Thornton Tucker or whatever. I mean, that dude comes in. he looks like a ten year vet. <laughs> you know He comes in completely fearless, takes anybody. Um, I don't know. I just don't I don't think that they've got the skin in the game yet. As as well as as greatest season as they've had, I just don't think that they're quite ready. And I don't think I don't think Booker I think he gets out of sync a little too easily, you know.
1: So I I I'll, just, I'll put it on Chris Paul at this point because he's the guy that creates the tempo and if he's going to do the, the thing where he doesn't exploit the other team's exact weakness and he does the thing where he sprays it around and sort of makes the right basketball play. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like what he's got to do is really find if Booker is, is hot. If Booker is, is got his matchup one, like he's going to have to go to Booker. Um, but then like, I'm probably looking elsewhere. I'm probably looking at like Mikael Bridges, like, you know, who on the Lakers can keep up with that guy. He's extremely quick off the dribble. He's got a pretty good jump shot off the dribble. He's long as hell. Um, if you leave him outside by himself, he's going to drill the three. Um, you know, who, yeah. who on the Lakers has that, that sort of size. It's LeBron. He would go around LeBron, you know, because they're, he's a lighter yeah. player.
0: Um, right, right. No, there's, there's no. They don't have a matchup. They don't have a matchup for That's about that. But I mean, if you're the Lakers, I mean, what do you? How many shots is he going to take? Are you going to get a twenty-shot game from Mikael Bridges? Is that I, is that no. going to be your strategy?
1: No, but you 18, know, so like, 16, something in that range. So like, can Chris Paul be a like? One thing about Chris Paul is that he's so smart, right? Like, and and he's constantly making smart basketball plays, but like, can he get to that old school 1980s and not talking about styles, but like when you got the matchup, you just go to it over and over again and you just keep going to it over and over and over again. Like, can he, can he do that because that level of precision is going to be necessary.
0: But we don't know that Mikel Bridges can handle that. like, like, okay, how many shots is he getting? If he's getting eight, ten shots a game, like, is he going to have the mentality? What if he goes 0 for 5 but still has the match? What if he goes 1 for 6 but still it's has the match?
1: Question. It's a fair question. I have a lot of faith in, in him, but it's a fair question. But that's kind of what this is, right? Like, you've got two of the league's best players on the other side in the Lakers, and you got to try to make them inefficient somehow. So sure. you're, you're hoping that you can do that through, you know – uh, Aiton and, and and Crowder and then some help defense and you know just do the best you can there and and make everybody else beat you and you look down at the the Lakers and 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 KCP has has proven himself in the playoffs and guys have hit big shots so it's not like these guys are are bad they're not bad at all you know they're good they're world champions
0: I th- I, th- I think it's going to be interesting you'll be able to tell early anytime that Schroeder is on Devin Booker.
1: If you Devin Booker does not get
0: the ball, if Devin Booker does not get the ball, or if he takes, if he bails him out with some bad, you know, fadeaways, that's going to be a problem. And be- we'll know Devin Booker anytime that, you know, Drummond or Gasol or AD for that, or AD or LeBron, like he will know where his heads at by how he attacks those situations. He's
1: gotta because he's got to get him. He's got to get downhill and get into the teeth, and he cannot be shooting. You're right. Those fadeaways, like. And that has been the book on him, really. You know, yeah. like he he gets he falls in love with his fadeaway, and it works against bad teams, and it you know can climb you up to seventy points real quick. But yeah. you got to make people fear you, and then that breaks everything else down. One last thing on the Lakers before we move on: Andre Drummond. Like that seems like a LeBron GM move, and he uh, he gets out there, and there's times he makes some plays. Yeah, he's not like dead meat out there but like he should not be out there
0: well I mean you're going to give me Andre
1: Drummond to to help pack it in against Anthony Davis and LeBron James thank you
0: yeah I I didn't I mean there's there's a place for him I think I think they're trying to force the minutes but I didn't like I really didn't like uh, against the Warriors I thought Vogel was really playing with fire leaving um, leaving uh, a out there with as awful as he was playing I was well, like, This I- is
1: another reason I'm fading the Lakers is this is a guy that said he wouldn't take the vaccine. Okay, fine. Let's, let's we'll give you that one. But then you go out and you, you, you get knocked out of the the big playoff chase, you know, for X amount of days. Like I've been thinking about this, not just with him, but just around the league, like uh, Zach Levine, for example, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're making a playoff run. Your team traded to make a playoff run. You know, they got uh, Nikola Vucevic. Like, how does that play in the locker room? Like, we really needed you to be there. And, you know, it it would be very detail specific. Like, is is Dennis Schroeder being Mr. Careful all year long and then he gets bad luck and then he's out for X amount of time? Um, Or is he out, you know, trying to kind of just do whatever he wants and then he gets it at that point and then he's out so, no matter what, he's still rusty, and his wind probably not as big of an issue for him, but like it takes a couple games to get your wind back. And yeah. that is um, sort of just an interesting thing that these guys have all been thrown together due to injuries and absences, and they're working it out in real time.
0: So, what's your, what's your, what, you got the Suns in how many games?
1: I'll go Suns in seven.
0: I'll do Lakers in six.
1: Um let's skip over Hawks Knicks. Um I mean, just for the listeners out there.
0: Congratulations to the Knicks, though, and the Hawks, actually. Um just a real uh just let's just hope uh I, I pray for you Knicks fans that uh Steve uh that Dolan just uh stays wherever he's at. Wherever
1: you up. guys locked him up. Locked <laughs> him
0: and I gotta tell you, I am super I loved. I've always loved. Um, I'm blanking on his name. The Knicks. The, the, the former uh, Laker.
1: Oh, um, uh, oh, uh, Randall.
0: Play- Randall. I didn't. That's how I didn't want. Was see- for
1: you guys? It was was yeah. uh, That that was what a great job Luke Walton did. I might add.
0: <laughs> I did. I didn't want. I didn't want to <laughs> see him go. I I really I really loved his hustle and how hard he played. And I'm just. Super excited! I think he's just a great kid, and a you know really kind of gr- great for the league. You know, guy that just got better every single year, and so I'm, I couldn't be happier for him that he's found the landing spot. And uh, what's, what's so. great
1: about it is he's he's got a perimeter game. He's a passer. He's tough as nails. He lands yeah. at a tough as nails coach, and you know yeah. that team has been remade, and 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 that sort of image derrick rose is playing well you got alex burks is playing well you got emmanuel quickly's playing well so like they're deficient areas or you know being handled by guys that you know are gonna go out there and play tibbs ball yeah um and then on the other side the, the hawks to me got better as they got injured because then more guys got better feel for the game and you really got asked to do what they were there for like Bogdan Bogdanovich, your scorer, playmaker. Now, hey, we really need you to score and make plays. And, you know, sort of caution to the wind with everything else and some real interesting players up and down the rosters. Real even series. Yeah. Um, And we'll probably revisit it at some point, um, depending on how quick the series goes. Uh, Okay, yesterday we had four games. We had really interesting games and good games, especially uh, early on heat bucks. Um, you know, this one is one that we've kind of talked about already, you know, um, last year. And (laughs) the only difference is drew holiday. So, um, that's interesting. It's interesting that Chris Middleton, um, got more love, got more, more options and uh, opportunities. I, I, think they're coming to grips in Milwaukee with the fact that Giannis is not a point guard <laughs> <laughs> took, them half a
0: <laughs> took him a half decade it was looking good for a bit but oh boy yeah not not yeah. quite
1: but but that yeah. but got, my thing and why I took the heat in that series and the heat lost game one it was uh, overtime game it was great game um, Jimmy Butler went like four for 5,000 shooting from the field. And, and Bam out of bio looked like he was afraid to uh, be on the offensive side of the floor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, their, their whole, like just their, their vibe as a team is so funny. Cause you got these guys that can shoot lights out from three and Dragic can, can get in there and cut you up. And um, you know, Tyler Hero's so talented so so you got these guys that are offensively capable and then your two sort of best players, if they're on, they can also wreck you. But they like turn into timid so fast and they pass up like four shots in a possession and you're just like, whoa, like what's going on here? Like, you know, what, what why, why aren't you guys, you know, getting after it? And that's the heat. Um, but defensively and, you know, sort of their whole thing that they do, it's, it's a really compelling package. And I think everybody's sleeping on them yet again, um, losing game one, obviously not great. You know, they can go down two zero here and have to win four out of five if they don't get this next one. Um, I think that you're getting the two games that you saw out of the two players that, that I just mentioned Butler and out of bio, I don't think they'll play that bad for the rest of the series. Um, likewise, Milwaukee was pretty dry from three in this last one. So they should improve a little bit, but I mean, I just don't have anything different to say about this series. (laughs) I mean, Drew, yeah, you're better. You know, that's, that's a good thing. Um, you know, so there's another option there, but like, you can't tell Giannis not to do Giannis things.
0: Well, not 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 at this uh, not at this stage in the game. Um, that needed
1: to happen all yeah. year long, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's kind of a stark contrast. Like, if you look at um, you look at like the Sixers, right? We we've, we've both been for you know the duration of the Simmons Embiid era. We've both been on the train it's like you got to get rid of one of these guys, right? If not both, Doc Rivers comes in, and they just look. This is this is Embiid's team. Yeah, are running the offense through Embiid. This, this is the end of the discussion. This was all cute. This is <laughs> going to be Embiid's team. And not only that, like, Ben Simmons has been a good defender, but also said, like, hey, like, you can be mentioned as one of the best two-way defenders in the league. Like, embrace that, you know, and there's going to be times we're going to put lineups out there where you will be the focal point. But this is the way we're going to run. It's clear that Giannis can't make plays, right? He's a scorer. He's a finisher. They have yet to come to grips with that and say, "Let's just run offense where all Giannis is doing is scoring." They, they just, they, they will not do it. I mean, the guy just, the guy just resigned. Get it? I mean, like you've got to put. Sometimes, uh, I mean, all this talk, oh, you know, he's our franchise guy. And we got to cut something. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to tell him. Look, bro. What's anytime,
1: crazy? Oh, sorry.
0: anytime anybody's good at defense that knows how to wall up you you have like six turnovers a game and you and you stink like let's 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 (laughs) you do you do (laughs) let's finish keep you around the rim what's crazy
1: is he doesn't seem to me to be a guy that would like resist it like he's exactly he's a willing passer he's you know it's like he just he says kind of all the right things in media moments for whatever that's worth like he just doesn't seem like a guy that's so overly concerned about being a 30 point scorer yet that's how they trot him out there but it makes me wonder like how bad does front office slash agent stuff ruin it for teams like is there an agent sitting there putting a gun to um Oh, I forget who the GM is in Milwaukee right now. I need more coffee. But, like, is there a gun to his head saying he's got to be the guy? If he's if he's not the guy, you're not going to get a free agent ever again.
0: Yeah. Who,
1: that, I mean- that kind of stuff happens in the league. When you see a bad playing time decision and everybody knows it, there's an agent and or GM that's like, that's my guy, and I got to give him the minutes or X, Y, Z happens. And... That, I, but 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 I can't I can't even get to that with the Milwaukee situation because Giannis is so damn amicable to most things that I just can't see him demanding it. But yet there they are with him out at the top of the key. And yeah. It's almost like he does it because he thinks he has to be the guy, and he puts that pressure on himself.
0: But you can still like make him the guy. Like you, all you have to do is. You know, he doesn't really have much of a post-game, but he doesn't really need much of a post-game. I mean, if all you have to do is have him set the screen on pin-downs for Middleton and Drew Holiday and just have him roll, have him roll you know, and he he, he could just well, have the he, most – You
1: know, it's interesting almost, about, yeah, yeah, you're right. He could he catch had the him. Most
0: weak, the most weak hook shot that would make Kareem Abdul-Jabbar cry – it would still work. I mean, he could st- he could keep the same score. He would just be shooting a better percentage. And he wouldn't be in the position where, you know, if, if you were going to double team him, the the, the the passes will be so clear and crisp where he's not creating the angles and stuff because he can't do that. You know, like he, he's a willing passer. So if he starts going six feet, seven feet away from the rim and then people have to drop in, those are very easy passes to make out to wide open guys. You know they 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 need to, in a word, dumb it down for them, and they just won't do it. Well, and
1: it's like their hate. actions are all too late because like he kept getting the ball in the post in this last game, but like he didn't know what to do with it. He he allowed right. himself to get pushed off the box. Then he made himself into no man's land on the baseline, and he ended up taking like three baseline. Fade away jumpers at key moments yeah. in the game with a hand right next to his hand and missing short on every single one. Like, why would you think he is going to be good at that shot at this point in time? Um, but that's that's like where they're at with it. Like, they haven't figured it out, and unfortunately for them, they're gonna be kind of like. You know, they're going to get hit by reality here and, and they're probably going to have a different coach. I, I can't imagine if they get knocked out of this series that Bud, or Bodenholzer survives. And so they'll learn the hard way, I guess. Um, I, have the heat. I got the heat and I got them in seven at this point.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say despite that whole bashing, I just really hate what I see on the offensive side from Miami what I've seen all year. And so I'm going to say that I'm going to think that they, they tough up and they just squeak it out. And they take this thing in six very, very good games.
1: Mm, 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 mm. More disagreement as we More roll on into Celtics nets. Um, you oh. know, let's save the big nets talk for when they advance past the Celtics. Okay. Like you, you, you got them past the Celtics, right?
0: I do. I mean, there is no. I mean, did they, they, no jailbreak. It's so there's funny. Really that cool. was the team. That
1: was probably the team I had the most intrigue about. Like that. Like I want to sit down. I want to watch these Nets play some playoff ball and see how it all gels. Yeah. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, this is freaking boring.
0: Because <laughs> like, yeah. it's one, just individual
1: I'll, plays, individual plays, over and over and over again.
0: I, I will say, like, this is a. I mean, not to me didn't have the the best game, and I think this this thing coming up. But as far as this year goes, like Danny Ainge got to do something.
1: Oh boy, he looks bad. Because
0: Tat- Tatum is a he's the dude. You know, this is a guy that's going to be a top three player for a really long time in this league, and any and not having the right pieces is gonna be completely there's no reason that they should not be able to win a championship in Boston as long as Tatum is there it, they, they, and, and this and this Williams kid I'll watch that dude all day oh god yeah dude, Lord? It's like oh dude well, and, I mean that guy is all over he's well, like, he's, a, he's a, he's a good passer
1: rock. too this is like oh, he, yeah. he was flinging the ball around he's kind of watching Jokic a little with the styles of passes he makes I, yeah, yeah I do not want to step on your toes there or, or didn't mean to step on your toes But like You got me excited um, Time yeah. Lord carried my fantasy teams Every single one of them I don't know how he get like, uh, like literally Everybody went to sleep And did not see what he did In the bubble And did not see what he did In preseason Like when I saw him in preseason I said wow This is a guy that can defend it all Like you, you kind of I mean he's not like unstoppable He has some weird Like leverage issues Because of his body type um, but yeah, really, really good. But but let me. Here's here's a point I've been throwing out there quite a bit lately. I kind of feel like Jalen Brown, they're better without him. Like maybe not in total, but like.
0: I don't. I I I I no. I don't. I just think that the. I just think for for the playoffs, the more freaky wings you have, the better. I think that they. I think he
1: but st- like try to offensively everybody- stylistically in relation yeah. to Tatum like
0: I think that they try to do, they every they try to make everybody play the same like, like every mm. it's like we just said with Giannis like if you're not a guy that takes it from the top of the key and like Brown's a finisher to me too like he's a guy that I just all I want you to do is shoot the ball when you're open and when someone's running at you give him a pump fake and go in and jam the ball I don't need any assists from you. I really don't. I really don't. Like, that was the problem you know I, mean? I
1: think that they had all year is like you had three guys and it was throwing Kemba when he was right. playing that like yeah. you're asking to, are, are you the playmaker here? Are you like, what are, what are you? I don't know what you are. Okay. You're the playmaker now. I'm the playmaker now. And that's a take yeah. turns offense oh. that just like nobody was happy all year long. They yeah. had the longest faces all year long.
0: Yeah. It's, it's too much. It's, and, it's, and you
1: do have a guy in Tatum that you can say, OK, yeah, you're the guy, you know, he's the and, and, and we we'll around he's
0: you a, like there is there is a, a, a mammoth Grand Canyon gap between Jason Tatum and Brown and Kemba. That's just the way Jason Tatum is a Hall of Famer. He is the first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no need I to spitting
1: fire today. There's no need to
0: make. There's no need to make people feel comfortable, you know. Like this is the way it is. There's no way.
1: You know, knowing what you are is like half the battle in the NBA. Totally. Like there's so many. It, this is, I mean, now I'm hearing like high school coaches yelling at centers for shooting threes and, and cracking up. But like, <laughs> I won't even get into that. But like, that's that's what everybody is. Everybody is doing is like no player x you are not this and and then they take five years to figure it out and the teams that can cut through so doc rivers comes in and does this like michael malone is a great example of a guy who will just come in and be like no you're this and you know this is what you are and if you got a problem with it then you know we'll deal with it um so yeah celtics um Played well. Um, I was tempted to take them in in game one plus eight. I'm glad I didn't because the Nets can just sort of put 10 on you real quick. And that's what they did. Uh, We'll we'll touch on the Nets because obviously they're the favorite coming out of the East. And, you know, the firepower is what it is and their role players are what they are. So um, they warrant further discussion and they'll be around for that. Uh, Clippers Mavs. Mavs took it. I took Mavs plus six and a half, and I got more than I bargained for. Um, the
0: Are we – I got to just – we'll just be – let me just uh, – You want to just throw we, it down? Are we complete – were we completely wrong on, on Kawhi? Is he just like the diva of all divas and just really needed that structure? I mean like – because clearly like he was trying to prove a point in Toronto, right? like he he his his character had been bashed and he was he was on a mission these these last 2 years are just kind of just like he's just another guy
1: it's funny you nope. say that i'm with you i'm 100% with you i wonder about his physical stature like he's not he's, he's just not offensively he's not like beating people you know he'll yeah. beat them and then he had that crazy dunk in this last game which That's was funny point. because he had the dunk right, and then yeah. um, Marcus Morris was also nearby him, and then who else? It was uh, oh, I forget who was barking in this picture. So there's the three dudes barking at poor Maxi Kleber who got postered. <laughs> <laughs> but they had that like look. I don't know the Dave Chappelle like when he robs the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he he like shoots somebody, and then he goes. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> Like they had that look on their face like they were just barking at him and they uh, lost by 10, you know, yeah. like kind of. Yeah. I mean, pandemic P like Kawhi diving it up. Um, people will point to, um, you know, Rajon Rondo joining and, and that, that this is, um, you know, going to maybe tilt this the other direction. But it just feels like they got all the wrong all the wrong um, leaders.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hear what you said about maybe he's still hurt, you know, but like he's at a point. He's been in the league long enough, and he's. Well, I don't still think he's
1: there. hurt. You're talking Kawhi. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: No, no, no. I just think he's. I think he's lost. Whatever, whatever has happened. Maybe he doesn't work out as hard anymore. I don't know. He doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he can crank it up, and, and we saw that he could crank it up, and you know, kind of bring that presence that he's had in the past. But like. I used to be afraid, you know, like watching him thinking like if I, if I had, you know, if I was the other team, like we got no shot here, you know, he's going to do whatever he's going to do and we can't stop him. Now I'm like, like you said, just a guy that's, that's too strong. Right. But like in terms of elite.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I'm looking, I mean, how many of these kind of like, okay, like I mean, nine for 22 For 26, it just, you never like, I never felt he was the best player on the floor. (laughs) You know, but I don't think he played much better than Paul George, quite honestly, but he certainly isn't, wasn't better than Luca. And that's the
1: interesting matchup is, is those two guys theoretically should be able to cover Luca. Right. Yeah. But they're a little too light. He might have more dog than them.
0: That's what that's that's the problem, right? Like like Luke is like getting in people's grill and stuff. Like
1: he's the one flying off the handle. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I, and I don't know, I don't know what the you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know this this squad though. I mean, you
1: know, Ty Lu's maybe supposed to be the guy that can bring it all together, but like at the top you got Steve Ballmer, and he's done a lot of things, right? But like the move he made to just bet it all. On Paul George, really? Yeah. I mean, you can make the bet on Kawhi. That's a perfectly that's good right. bet at that point in time, right? Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you're absolutely, you're,
1: absolutely. You're, you're the secondary piece that you use to sew it all together with Paul George. Yeah, that's tough, man. I don't think I would have done that.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, and I think in today's NBA, with you know everyone switching everything, I mean, it's a, it was a good fool's gold because he's so long. He's so athletic. Okay. We don't want him to be the best. He's not a number one. Okay. He's going to be playing second fiddle. So, okay. But like,
1: I think we, they underestimated like what his kind of cancer level is.
0: Yeah. And it's it's, a strong word
1: to say cancer, but like how many times has he said something where you're like, what? Yeah. And, and then there's been reports that like, it hasn't played well in the locker room.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, 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 they got to figure something out, but it's really not trending in a direction. I mean, I don't, I don't see them winning this series. There's, right. there's, I mean, there's, there's,
1: I was very, I took, first of all, I took the Mavs plus 300 and change. So uh, three times your money back. Um, yeah. but then I, then I did say on a pod, like gun to head, like it's very close, but I'll probably take the Clippers if money's not a, you know, a topic. Right. But, but now you got a game already and you kind of showed all the things that are good about you and the, the clippers showed everything that's bad about them and yeah it just sort of reinforced and, and here's the other thing about the clippers this is one of the things where where sports betting really helps you like they went on a stretch where they won a ton of games in the second half of the season and it really right. seemed like they were a premium basketball team like top-notch right. basketball team, but the teams they were beating were not good, and they were also compromised. So, like, there was a ten-game stretch in there where people thought this was just the 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 bee's knees. The Clippers are back right. in the mix, but no, they were beating up on bad teams.
0: Bad and, teams with their guy out. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, no, I, like, I'll take the Mavs right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm watching. You know, I watch them play, and I'm like they'll accidentally throw it in the zoo botch and he'll mm-hmm. bang a dude underneath the hoop and dunk it. And the guy won't get the ball back for the rest of the game. You know, they, 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 they don't seem to like each other. They don't seem to have any like goal. What <laughs> they people not knowing, like think about the difference when like, think of the difference when Reggie Jackson comes in the game. I know it's Reggie Jackson. But, like, think of the difference between Reggie Jackson or even, like, how Pat Beverly plays. Then think about when, when Jalen Brunson comes into a game. Like, who absolutely knows exactly what they're doing? You know, who's in complete control, has, knows exactly what the plan is, is not going to play outside themselves?
1: That's the it, other it's, part it's, about this. Carlisle's got – he's really underrated.
0: Oh, he's a great coach.
1: He's a great coach. coach And like that's kind of the point I was building off of your point about Brunson is like everybody on that team, they play Luka ball. That's what they do. It's it's like everybody knows even his like Luka's got some weird hang ups, man. Like he he gets mad over everything. So like (laughs) Josh Richardson made a like a play on a free. I think he made like a three, um, but he didn't. Or no, it was a, it was a drive. This was just yesterday. It was a drive. And then like Luca had relocated to a corner three and he didn't get the ball. So like, as Richardson's making his move, Luca's hands are up in the air and he's already jumped three times. <laughs> you <know? It's> awesome. <laughs> he's, and he's mad. You can tell he's mad. And and Richardson <laughs> like basically kind of scores and looks at him. kind of like, man, F off. Like, but they get it. Right. That's, like, they that's know a, that that's going to happen. He's he's like, I know Luca's going to be mad. I'm going to take the shot anyway. And Luca will forget, you know?
0: <laughs> I saw that happen one time years ago. I mean, obviously years ago. But I saw that Jordan did that to Pippen once. He was screaming for the ball, and Pippen took like a like, like an 18-footer and buried it, and he's like yelling at him. As, and then the other team called a timeout, and he's like yelling at him. I'm like, yes, but like, – it's Scottie Pippen taking an eighteen footer, dude. It's a pretty good play, and he made the shot. And you're still upset, you know.
1: Like, it, you know, and it's funny because, like, to be great, you have to have certain things like that, where you're you're totally not stable, <laughs> you're totally, <yeah. laughs> you know, like. But in the fourth quarter, there's no doubt that you're going to be mentally ready to take the shot, right? You know. Yep. And so you live with the the overplay on that like nobody else is allowed to shoot a shot you deal with that right. but that's your identity you have right. an identity that's the point right. like you're not the the clippers where like nobody knows who's going to shoot next right i mean it reggie ex- jackson had a great dribble drive the other yesterday where i was like damn he's got a good first step again but yeah. like he takes when he gets the ball it's like okay you're out here because of your offense not your defense and um you know we need you to be productive to justify your minutes so he's like well it's reggie jackson show
0: and you right often. yeah exactly.
1: and and but then I it's noticed. like paul george doesn't touch it or like zubach hasn't touched it in years you know it the balance is that you gotta have an identity and it. it's like tempo matters more than anything it's yeah. like, like how do you dance you know yeah. you just go out there and just slam people around and you know, you you don't know what you're doing out there, and that's like half, if not two thirds, of teams in the NBA. Yeah. But I, but I digress. So we're both going to take the Mavs. It sounds like in a in a probably yeah. close close series.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that if they don't get <laughs> if they don't get this next game, I think they might make pretty quick work with them because. I think the the last year is going to creep into their head. I mean they well, they yeah, just
1: right. Yes. They, they don't
0: know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing and I and they're, they if they cannot win this next game, I don't think especially if it's a case where it's close, the the idea that they just don't know how to win a playoff game is all there, you know, it's just going to get worse. So I mean, it, if they if, if this could be a five-game series.
1: There was a quote from Steve Young in football in the NFL. He just mm-hmm. he's like You know, the NFL is all about blood in the water and I'm getting this wrong, but it was like once the team smells the blood, it is over like and so once you let the other team know that there is a weakness or if in your own team, you smell the blood in the water about yourself and they all got to know that they bet the whole freaking thing on it. There's no there's no help coming after this (laughs) so like it's like who wants to be the last person on the ship that's going down you know yeah and then people run for their corners and then then it happens in the middle of a ball game you know it's it's there's a tip over factor here you're absolutely i mean i would say that if if they lose this next one yeah you're right five you know they might win a game
0: might, but even that. I mean, if they lose this next one, I don't know that they would, because because this kind of it kind of feels like um, it kind of feels to me like Dallas. That when Dallas won the championship, the Dallas Lakers series, like mm. after the first two games, it was really clear no one on the Lakers could cover Dirk, and they really just didn't have any. And their and their defense was way better. They they didn't realize that Jason Kidd was going to be able to cover Kobe single handedly. He, I mean, Kobe got his numbers, but that they were not going to double team, and it just spiraled completely out of control. Like there, there was, you know, it was like like you just said, like the blood in the water. Like once Dallas knew they were better, and the Lakers knew Dallas knew they were better, it was it was a wrap. So this is this is going to be a pretty pretty crucial. This is going to be like the biggest game in the history of the Clippers coming up. So, you know. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I,
1: I don't know it's funny just you know just because uh okay one more to go we got uh blazers and uh and and nuggets and this one is another one that i'm not it's like i enjoy the players i enjoy watching it um and i and i do think this series will ramp up and we've even seen this series in the past ramp up to a really high degree you know in past years so like this is a good series don't get me wrong but like i'm looking at it and i'm going well the blazers are going to make Jokic try to score you know and and be a scorer he had one assist in the last game so that's their game plan yeah and on the other side you don't have personnel to cover damian lillard and with the personnel you do have you're not doing a good job so like this is a damian lillard series so uh I mean, it kind of. I mean, I don't want to just rule the Nuggets out because, like Jokic, this season has has been has like had an all time kind of a season. Yeah, um, he's
0: so good. Like, yeah, it, but it's still a it's a, still a team game. I yeah. mean, they just have enough dogs. They just don't have enough kids to come to the playground with. I mean, like you said, like the, the Trailblazers are one of those teams that like and Lillard's one of those players if you don't have anybody to remotely slow him down you just you're just he's he he can score I have no question he can put up 40 point games the whole thing It's just not there's not something that's out of his you
1: and, and know and where the blazers get bad is if their offense isn't humming that's how you beat them like you right. you just have some you have just enough defense to where, like, McCollum's not killing you and then, like, Mello's not going off. Yeah. And then you've checked kind of enough boxes to where, like, they can't stop you. Yeah. You know, and then, then you next thing you know, you're winning by 20. Um,
0: and, and one of the things that the Blazers do, maybe better than any team in the league, is when they have their, like, eight-point lead and it comes to like five minutes. They have all they have McCullum and Anthony almost go exclusively to their long two game. Mm. And and then everyone's trying to get back in it with the three and they're getting those two. They already have the league. So now they're just gonna punish you with the twos and then and you're trying to get miracle threes to get back in it. Like they're the best at everyone else can kind of like I feel like every other team kinda lets uh, besides uh, I would say like Kevin Dur- the the nets. You know, Kevin Durant smells the blood and he's just gonna hit that that sixteen foot baseliner. Um Man, you know. It is
1: automatic.
0: If he gets there it's going
1: in. And and and, and 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 as an adjunct, I watched a lot of Thunder games up close and, and when I was really going to the arena a lot as Kings Media and he works on that shot. For like 30 minutes before every game.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that was Kobe's spot. That exact, that same side. That was Kobe's spot. I've never seen anything
1: like it. I watched him take that shot 30 minutes.
0: Like, at multiple
1: occasions. Because I watched so many damn Thunder games. It was like, crazy.
0: And it's almost like he doesn't, it's almost like even if there's another shot available, he'd rather just be there. You know, like the guy plays defense to push him to the middle. And he like, will almost do a stupid move to get to the baseline to take that shot. Cause it's such a like, I remember it's such him a- hitting that in
1: college for Texas. Mm-hmm. That was, and it was, I mean, that was a different era. There was not as much media and it was like, you didn't get to see as much of the players. And in the tournament, I just remember him just, that was his shot. He just went to the baseline and just nailed that thing. And it looked so sweet. And uh, yeah. so that's definitely a shot. Um, but back to the to the um, Nuggets and, and Blazers here. So it sounds to me, there's no way you're taking Denver.
0: No, no. I think that they're just. Um, I think with Murray, Gordon just fit perfectly, and he's still playing well. He's playing hard, and I, I'm I'm happy for him because, he, you know, he, one thing he's definitely leaner this year, and I think with all the lower leg injuries he's had he was just carrying excess bulk that he didn't need, you know? And so he looks athletic again and, you know, who knew he was this good of a passer and, and there'll be, there'll be a force to be reckoned with, with when Murray returns, but he, you know, it's just, there's just not going to get it done. I just, I just think that if, if you'll get, I mean, Yogi, will get, just one of these guys that like, you know, he has one assist. He's a guy that physically, I think it messes with him mentally not not getting assists, right? Like, I think he mu- he's not comfortable, even though he can score 40, he'd just much rather be dropping those dimes to the point where I think it actually bothers him. And yeah. His natural inclination. Like, he gets warmed up. He gets, like, hyped up by a great pass.
1: <laughs> you know? They, they can't not... let that be the game plan. Like, they, they, he cannot be the scorer. yeah. Like, they got to almost, like, get inefficient about it a little bit and say, okay, maybe this isn't the best way to do business, but we have to dictate something. Yeah. We can't just let, you know, like, when you stay home on, that was why they were one for 10, you know, everybody else. And and those guys got to really, like, the shot selection I saw out of his teammates was not good. Oh no! Like it wasn't terrible, no. but like it's just but like it, you gotta have more value on your possessions. Yeah, and, and 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 this is a big Aaron Gordon. You gotta step up. You know, if you want to be considered a you know player that teams should want.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I thought I happened to think he was a good pickup for for Denver, and I'm not a big Aaron Gordon guy.
0: Um, I. I I, thought it was, I thought, Well, I thought he was, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be a good pickup, but I didn't realize how, I really didn't realize he was as good of a passer. So I think that that kind of changed everything. Well, you know, it funny.
1: He got that. It was like in, in Orlando, they, they got to a point where they needed somebody to play point guard. And yeah. so he had already been his, this isn't, a, this is, we were talking about. This earlier, like not being what not knowing what you are like he was sort of calling the shots in Orlando and wanting to be a guy on the ball. And yeah. he didn't have any of the game for that right? <laughs> at all. But by just, he like willed himself into that role and then became yeah. a passer because he, nobody, it was like him shooting was such a bad idea. Right. He was like the next best thing I can do is pass a little bit. And he yeah. got kind of good at it. And then, then everybody went down this, you know, last season and then they needed him to do that. So next thing you know, he's getting six, eight assists a game. Right. And then you pair yeah. him up with Jokic. Right. And it's like, it's like osmosis. And, and now he's a really good passer. So he worked at it. And, yeah. And it,
0: well, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. Greg.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's an inter- I like the combo because if you can make a pass, then you can also understand how to catch a pass. And right,
0: and I and that, I thought that those, cutting
1: has been good.
0: Yeah, you know, I thought those. I thought those six to eight assists in Orlando were just like, you know, I. I think we've talked a little bit about how overrated the assist stat can be. I mean, if you just have the ball for volume possessions, you can you can rack up six assists. Doesn't mean you're a good passer. So that's what when I watched him play. That's That's what what those look like. Yeah. you know, It's just like he has the ball so much that he's just collecting these assists. But when you look at him in this offense, no, he's actually a good. These are these are on time. They're, you know, they're they're good passes. He's actually creating angles on some of them. Like, you know, he's a good passer.
1: I I can't I can't let you go by. But Robert Williams is going to be that guy. hmm. I can't let it go by. Go on, oh uh, Celtics! Celtics, Robert, when you're talking about like big men that that understand the pass game, like yeah, he winged a pass against the Nets yesterday, where I thought he looked like Jokic, and that's obviously yeah. not the comparison I'm making here, but like it was just the read, like you can yes. almost put like spin on the ball and you know and and get it to curve around to where it needed to go, you know he yeah. he he did that, um, and I just totally stepped over your Denver point, but uh, I couldn't let it go.
0: No, 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 no. I just I just I, I feel bad I feel bad for them because they had such a good, you know, they finished strong last year and they looked like you know they were you know they were gonna make some damage and then you know their their dynamic score goes down. um and they and those guys seem to like really enjoy each other. They seem to like they they play off each other. I mean what I mean, if you're a scorer like Murray, you just like who can like do everything? You're in heaven with Jokic, right? I mean, this guy could just. Well, and like, you got just... a
1: good coach in Michael Malone. That's I hope so. <laughs> that's like I mean like not a single. I've never heard a person say a bad word about him other than Pete D'Alessandro and all of the cronies that passed whatever they did in sack when they tried to get him out. Like everybody loves him. Yeah, I mean Demarcus yeah. Cousins has clashed with every single coach he's had. <laughs>
0: Can you pass the cousins test? Yeah.
1: Cousins is like, I love this dude. He's my dog, you know? And they He's,
0: he's never going to get that big contract anymore, you know, unfortunately, but hey, after his career is done, with every team, if you if you want to know if you got a good coach, you bring the Marcus <laughs> in in training camp. And he and he goes at it and he gives you his report. He's like, is this a guy you're going to throw a chair at? Yes or no? absolutely absolutely get rid of them <laughs> if it's no hey you, you got something here i don't know if he has x and os but uh, you got something here with this guy
1: <laughs> it's uh but, but he, he allows them to be what they need to be and uh i mean the, the 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 thing that really crushed i mean when you lose i mean barton i i got like all sorts of problems with barton's game like it's it's it sucks because he's really overachieved throughout his career and he's got that yeah. winner's mentality. Yeah. Like I really don't want to root or even evaluate him in this way, but like so many times he crushes their tempo because of his aggressiveness. And I'm like, you're, you're not quite there. Will Barton. <laughs> you're, you just, you know, you're at a four and come down to a two, you'll be perfect. But like, you can't lose him. You can't lose um, PJ Dozier.
0: Yeah. I yeah, mean, that was a t- just, uh, they're playing it a
1: Yeah, it's 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 really too bad that they're this far into their depth. And had depth issues to begin with and had, you know, the the Millsap uh Jamichael Green stuff like the, those guys aren't ready, you know, or, or they can't they can't be on a winning team right now. You know, yeah. great career for Paul Millsap but yeah and they addressed yeah. it with Aaron Gordon but you're just you're just so top heavy in that direction it's going to be uh tough for the nuggets but you know i would i'm not going to rule it out like no, you know not
0: rule i mean yeah it's not crazy i mean they the you have quite a you know the 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 trouble edges are always a um a carousel on defense you just don't you, i mean like can they put enough possessions defensively together to um you know to to you know to to win. I mean, because I think even with this lineup, I think Denver might have a little more success. I thought one of the problems, though, which you, you don't know about, is is what's his name played. so good, uh, Nurkic, and if he's playing well, it,
1: it changes everything. A, and same with Canner. It Kanter. changes everything. Canner, like, you know, he's yeah. got really bad numbers, but like, you know, defensively, but yeah. he's he does a lot of good out there, a, a lot. Oh yeah and and yeah. so if you get those two guys rolling and you know Mello hits a couple shots and 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 Covington to me is the guy that really Ooh. I thought they screwed up like it made sense on a level to bring in a guy like that but he's not the athlete he's not even close to the athlete he once was and so like i just i i they, to if you're that offensive as a team and you need a defensive player, and then you bring in this guy, and he's the defensive player. And, yeah, he does good, like, but he needs to be way better, I think, to satisfy the need that they have. So they, right. they probably just need to bring in another defensive player. You know, it's it's not yeah. that Covington is, like, this terrible player, um, but is he giving them enough of what they need? And I think right. the answer is no. But yeah. we're going to both take the Blazers to advance – with the advanced yeah. knowledge of a 1-0 lead in Denver. You know? Yeah. Took game yeah. 1 in Denver. They could easily take game 2 and head back to Portland up
0: 2-0. Yeah.
1: So, sir, hour and a half. We uh yeah. we got it all in. Uh we, we we got 2 minutes until we're late. We could just sit here and chop it up. <laughs> We're have I'm, the post game wrap up live for two minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm interested in, uh, you know, what uh, this this these there's gonna be some good games. I'm gonna enjoy my day today. These uh, I'm be interested because I I didn't think that you were gonna be so pro Suns. I, I, so I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, you you brought up some good good stuff. Hey, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm, just,
1: I'm only winning 66 percent of my bets since the All Star break. You you should be uh, worried.
0: Should be worried. All right. All right. All right I will. I, I'll, I'll take note of that. It's going to be 66. Uh, it's,
1: it's 64. I overstated. I don't want anybody to yell at me.
0: <laughs> we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, hit up the Nets um, next week because there's a lot there. They are uh, man. I mean, they can they can get it going. No doubt about that. But ooh. I don't know. They might be worse defensively than when I saw them earlier. <laughs> there's
1: a, there's so much there. The nets could be a podcast just oh, yeah. straight up. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, and, and and we're going to come up against that because they're going to advance. And then from there on out again, premium teams everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really exciting playoffs. I haven't been this excited for it. Um, I'm, I mean, we're all a little tired and you know, we all want to go outside and uh, live life. Um, which that's the good news is things just seem to be pointing up in the world, at least in terms of the coronavirus. And, um, you know, we're all going to get a little bit of normalcy. Hopefully we can do the best we can with that. Um, did you have any other basketball related stuff? that you would like to Uh, impart upon uh, our listenership?
0: I'm trying trying to think of, uh, no, there's not much going on. I felt like there was something on a non-playoff team. but uh, Oh, so, yeah, what about the old, uh, the the, the dubs real quick? What did you uh, think about their last two losses? I mean, was it, and what do you think, what's the, what do you think about, because I was like watching some of the way that they were that that Kerr and they were handling the the season from the very beginning. I probably watched the Warriors more than any other team this year, and you know you I understand that they they've been beat up a lot, but like he, Steve Kerr and Myers they they gotta they gotta take a they gotta take an L on this one. This was a poorly handled
1: season. I don't know what's going on with them. Like definitely thought, like the light years ahead stuff. I don't think anybody's talking or thinking about that right now.
0: No, I thought there was a little too much rest given early. I, I thought they just thought they were going to be there, and they there didn't was, see nothing. There, there was comments
1: by Draymond like, "We don't get motivated by the play-in tourney."
0: Yeah, well, well,
1: obviously, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> right? In fact, that when he said that, when I was making my play, um, yeah. I took the Warriors minus four. Like that quote was in the back of my head, like brew you're you're pushing it yeah. you're forcing this one like don't go there yeah. just don't bet this game cuz yeah. it was like i don't think they get the gravity of like what they're up against or that they might not even care and yeah, that, I, I think but they cared
0: they they care i, I just you know like you, once you it's kind of like you know once you once you start once you kind of start in that realm of like, we're obviously going to be in the playoffs this year, right? You know, and then you know, then you then there's no Uber and there's no there's no Wiseman. There's, then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh! If you don't if you don't flip that gear earlier. Now, now all of a sudden you're in a playoff. Now you're, now you're all of a sudden you're in this playing thing. So I think it will light a fire under them. And you got Clay coming back, Wiseman comes back. You know, healthy. Clay
1: was foaming at the mouth on the sidelines. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. And then Curry, the, the funny thing about Curry is like you kind of see some of the, like loser, like loser mentality stuff, which is funny to just as I was saying it, it was like this is Steph Curry I'm talking about here does he really ever have a loser mentality? But like he was complaining about the plan in a weird way, like that they got, we were like victims of the playing or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it was one of those things that like, this was a, this was a gamble by the NBA. Right. And it kind of, it worked out in some ways just because the Lakers and the uh, golden state was there. So you had a lot of eyes on it, but at the same time, now they're out one of their biggest stars. The the possible MVP of the league is sitting at home. And if he just kept things normal, he'd be playing still. So,
1: I'm fine with, you know what, I'll say this. Like, we cover the end of the year so closely for fantasy. Like, it, it just embedding, but like... Fantasy, especially, it's gotten so bad in in the last three four years, where the last four weeks of the season don't matter in the slightest. Like teams yeah. are resting everybody, yeah. and from the just the pure fantasy, it's like okay, a lot of people who may, may not play fantasy basketball, they probably play fantasy football or at least heard of it, and they know that at the end of the year there's a playoff. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and so you point everything towards that, but you're expecting most players to be playing like in in fantasy it's wrecked the game like there's there's half your team is sitting so you can't even really do a playoff based format anymore because of how bad it is (laughs) this year there's covid stuff so like everything was different but like everybody played to win down the stretch like yeah that part alone i think is worth it for the league yeah um but curry like he, he he and you know lebron was like doing the same bit about the plan it's like no yeah, dude yeah, yeah. these are the rules we agreed to the rules before agreed we started rules. like Absolutely. yeah like,
0: look the, they said the, this like game 50 hey you know what we're gonna do this playing thing yeah that's not no 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 like you knew this going
1: yeah it was it, it's and that so it's a little loserish to me um but the the whole um the 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 whole Warriors thing I think um, obviously they gotta find another guy not named Clay that that can come in and in the in the front court like yeah. James Wiseman so, might not be the guy and
0: I I'm, I mean like I just don't think that he I I really like Wiseman I think that he and I think he will be a really good player I just. It's probably not going to be as fast as fans are going to want it to be. But I think everything's there. I thought, but I was again, you know, I thought against the Lakers, I thought that was the kind of effort from Wiggins that I want to see on a regular basis. But then he turned right around in Memphis. And if you look at the numbers, they're not bad, right? He had like 20-something points. and They're not bad. Andrew Wiggins... And you're getting and you got maxed out and you were brought the whole thought process is like dude no one's ever going to double team you here you you have to be aggressive in certain situations and you're going to be one-on-one and you still are just floating
1: around well, but and then aggressive in like not all situations like that three he took There was a couple of them, yes. And then with like a minute to go, and and what was funny was Steph was curling around a screen on the other side of the pattern, and like you could see all other Warriors players focused on that effort. And then he, uh, Grayson Allen, went under a screen, and Wiggins just like did the automatic, oh, you go under? Okay, I rise and fire. It's like, dude. Yeah. I think that's going to leave a mark because like that ended their season like that shot yeah. put it out of reach and yeah. he was so up and down sometimes he was making amazing plays and then but like when he took that shot i mean yeah. I, I had money on the warriors and i'm a warriors fan you know so like i i, I had a little bit extra going here but like when he took that shot i just typed fucking wiggins like yeah.
0: it's what, just it's, it's
1: what is that
0: yeah yeah i don't uh and in that i mean like it's such a weird thing that like as a guy that's on the floor and playing, like, I mean, dude, it's it's Steph Curry, bro. Like, what?
1: Yeah, even <laughs> like, if he throws up a hook shot with like under his leg or something, like, like dude, it's kind of his shot to take, you know?
0: Yeah, and even if like Wiggins was hot, right? Say Wiggins had hit his last three, aren't you still passing that to Steph? Like, <laughs> you it was know? the
1: wildest thing at, at the end of a game that was so drunk. Like, uh. I mean, there was the three, like. The camera angle they had on Tillman's three looked like his foot was on the line. Now his foot was not on the line, and and yeah. they somebody figured that out quickly. And, and I guess in retrospect, they made the right call not de- delaying any action. But like they didn't review it at all. I mean, I've yeah. seen them review threes that were like the guy's three feet behind the line, and they're taking an hour in the middle of you know freaking Charlotte versus the, the Rockets. It's a twenty point game. You know,
0: oh my God, that was yeah, that was pretty crazy, right?
1: <laughs> and then there was the the kickout three that Taylor Jenkins didn't challenge, and I mean, just like it was all crazy that game. And yeah. then um, Wiggins did that, and it just ended. It was like, okay, all of that was for nothing.
0: <laughs> no, that was
1: Because <laughs> Wiggins, like, I got this.
0: <laughs> be a buzzkill, Drew? Like, and that's kind of, like, his personality, right? He just kind of is just out there. And he's like, You're like, like, what What do you mean, guys? Yeah, he does, like, <laughs> you he, know, like, he's just kind of, like, he does the, like, you know, jab step. Then he'll dunk it on three guys. And then he's just kind of just floating around. Like, what was that? Was that good? Should I do that again? And that was kind of, <laughs> like, you know, that was a perfect Wiggins ending. It was just, like... Oopsie, oopsie Daisy! Yes, I shouldn't have shot that.
1: What if I told you that I landed in the NBA? ESPN presents Thirty for Thirty. I'm here, I think.
0: <laughs> the Andrew Wiggins story. <laughs> I'm here, I think.
1: All right, we're gonna end it on that note. Hour forty into this pod, but we had to cut. We had to touch all bases, and we haven't done a pod in a while, so we want to give you guys some bonus coverage. <laughs> for the Cos and Bruce show. All right, Kaz, you got anything else to say to the peoples? Good. Right. All right. All right. All right. We're gonna to try to get another show in surgeries, all sorts of stuff. You know, it's it's tough, but we're gonna to try to do it. You guys, enjoy the playoffs. We'll see you guys soon.
0: Peace. Peace.